Hello. Hello. <laughs> Top Why of the we... morning. I don't know. Oh, we love our accents. It kind of sounded Australian at first. Hello. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, well uh, we do a lot of Southern accents on this episode. There are some Southern. Well, you do a Southern accent every day. Every day. <laughs> every time I listen Sarah. back. Sarah. 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 Sarah Beth. Oh, gosh. Well, today we have on Bonnie from Second Pine Design and Julia from Fall Line Creative, both amazing uh, creatives in our little community. Bonnie did uh, my branding for Cultivate with KG, so Mm -hmm. I had kind of a personal experience with her and a great experience. Um, But we talk all about branding, and it's just like there's a lot going on with that. Right. I, I didn't realize how long the episode got, but it has so much content and like helpful information as to why you choose to hire someone to do your branding. Yeah. So there's a lot more that goes into it than, than oh, that's cute. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's a whole story behind it. And what I love that they both do is when they kind of onboard a client, it's a whole experience of like, what do you want your, who is your ideal client? What do you want them to feel? And that's so much of what I do in coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of people don't do that when they're starting their business. They have this idea, but they don't understand like the vision, the mission, the values. And that's something that you do during their branding process, which is so valuable if you want to have a successful business. But if you want it to be successful from the launch, you've got to know those things. Right. And one of the things that Julia talked about was creating trust and Mm -hmm. people trusting your business. Mm -hmm. And that's something you don't think about with branding. Like, oh, if I post all these things or it looks this certain way and it's confusing, they're not going to trust me. Right. And it's unrecognizable. mm -hmm. I don't know if this came from you. Did it come from somebody else? Like what's going on here? Confusing. We don't want to confuse our clients. Right. Right. And there's, I mean, there's social media pages or websites that I've gone to and I'm like, I don't really understand what they do Mm -hmm. (laughs) or where this is. Does it have a place? Is it a mobile? So, right. You know, it's really important that that's honed in on and their expertise goes well beyond making a logo. Like we talked about color theory yeah, and how the colors that you use create different emotions, right. all of those things. Yes. So. Things you don't think about if you're not trained in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So we tossed around the idea of maybe doing a social with them and mm-hmm. having them come teach us all how to brand and just the specifics on what makes a brand and all of that stuff. So I'm excited to see what what happens with that. Yeah. We'll keep you guys posted. Absolutely. <laughs> Enjoy Julia and Bonnie. I'm Sarah. I'm Caitlin. Two women discussing all things in business. Welcome to She's the Boss. Did you take the Enneagram like recently or no I've no have you been a thing yeah have you been a thing has it been <laughs> I a have thing? been a thing oh. no I found out about it in college and I didn't even take the test I've got a book it was mm-hmm. called the road back to you yeah and my I can't remember who I was talking to about it but they were like read every single one and the one that hurts 
is yours. Ooh, I like that. Person. And I was like, this one hurts so a true. lot. Mm. And so then I don't know if you know Annie F. Downs. Do you know her stuff? Uh, it sounds familiar, but I I don't know. She is great. She um, I used to live in Nashville, and so she would preach at the church that we would go to, and she has a podcast called something about this should be fun or sounds like fun or something like that. Mm. And she has any a summer. So every summer she interviews like three ones, three twos and has a panel of every number. And you can really like, that's when I was like, this is what I am. And I've sent it to everybody in my life being like, which one are you? (laughs) That's what happens. The obsession starts happening. Yes. Uh And it really does help. Like, especially when you're talking about like work or friendships, like knowing what motivates people is huge. Yeah. So like I, if I don't really get your point of view, but I'm like, okay, she's a two. She wants to give all the time. You know, (laughs) I can kind of empathize with like someone's mindset. You can disassociate a little bit and understand like, yeah, this is where they're coming from. hundred percent. Do you know what you are? I am a nine. I love nines. <laughs> and to be. I do. So many of my friends are nines. I'm a nine and I'm a Gemini. So what oh I God. gather from that is that I'm all over the map. Um, and that ultimately, like, I'm seeking a lot of balance. And um, that's a tough thing to do because I will never really feel balanced. I'm mm-hmm. always kind of like off. Yeah, it's mm. a little bit off, but um, so that mine's a fun one. Well, always seeking a peaceful, yes. harmonious environment. Yes, and you don't ever want to rock the boat with anything, right? I'm even keel. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm one of those. I'm even keel until I'm not because I'm the Gemini. So you're gonna get both sides of me. <laughs> but nines are that way. They give yeah. and give and give and then they snap and yeah. they're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it there there will come a time when I break and my husband knows exactly when that's coming and he he manages it really well. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. So, yeah. To have a partner. So like what's that. the difference between a nine and a two then? Very similar in behavior, but the nines really want the peaceful, harmonious environment, don't want to rock the boat. Okay. And so often won't give their opinions on things. Mm -hmm. And also so beautiful because they see all the different sides of things. They can Mm -hmm. see your perspective. They can see this person's perspective. But then in that, they're like, I'm not really sure what my opinion is on that. Let Mm -hmm. me ask myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Where similarly, the twos give, give, give. They want to be needed in order to feel loved. So they meet everybody else's needs. And then similarly to a nine, they're like, oh, wait, where do I fall into this? Do I have needs? What are my needs? Actually, I don't even want to go there. I'll just focus on everyone else's needs. Yeah, (laughs) But I found that twos have opinions. Oh, yeah, And they'll tell you their opinions because they want to help. They just want to help. And it's like, I don't need your help right now. (laughs) Yeah. But like nines are like, I don't know what I think. I don't know. What well, I oftentimes feel. with well. nines, I always uh, make sure if I if I know there's a nine in the room and we're discussing, you know, at the school uh, when there's <laughs> nines in the room, when decisions are being made or something has happened, typically the nines that I have been around will be quiet but I know that they have really great ideas and their brains are just yes mm-hmm. going and so I'll always remember to ask what do you think mm-hmm. mm. see for me the the last experience in my life where this really came up was I, I was part of our HOA and <laughs> as a nine and as, as an HOA everybody thinks HOAs are meant for different things some people are think that they're 100% meant to resolve your issue with your neighbor oh I'm sorry you guys can't talk oh. to each other anymore because you fought about dog poop and right 
So for me coming in there, it would be like the board would all have these opinions. The residents would have all these opinions. And I'm kind of like, you know what? If my light being on at night bothers you, I'm going to turn it off. Yeah. Like that's a solution. <laughs> and just trying to keep the peace with everything. And I could only do it for one year. And I was like, I'm done. This is the one thing in my life I've got to – thinking about the priorities and the time blocking and everything. I was yeah. like, I'm giving this part of it up because mm -hmm. no matter how hard you try, you cannot bring in an HOA. You no. cannot bring people together. It just doesn't happen. And I live in the same community as Tori, and she can back me up on that. She, <laughs> she knows. Uh, she was on it with it. me. That's hard. It is. And that's a lot for you to take on, like, brain capacity wise yeah. because you can see all the sides so you're like empathetic to mm -hmm. all the different sides mm -hmm. and it weighs on me it's one of those yeah. things like I if I like I will I'm one of those people it'll happen earlier in the day and at night like I cannot go to sleep because I'm still challenging and going over that like in my mind and it, no it's so it's, it's bad so yeah you kind of have to know what you are and how you can give and help people and then know the situation in which you're not going to be able to move forward and it wasn't good for me and it was good for the community for a while and then now we had to part ways <laughs> so is this recent it was last year so i just wrapped up with the hoa in october but we were the founding board it was right when the development was passed over from the uh, developer to the neighborhood and they, uh, there was a lot to handle and take care of. Um, so being the founding board, we met every month. We did a lot with. Mm -hmm. Well, that's when all the people are like, yes, we have the power now. Mm -hmm. And you guys are going to solve our problems yeah. because we hated the developer. And now yeah. you guys can do something about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Never. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would like, avoid that yep. like the plague. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing what I know now yeah. about I, running a business. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Don't you have to the live <laughs> among. Then you have to live amongst them. It's yeah. not like you're the board that's yeah, in they some know office. Where you live. Oh, so they yeah, they come and yeah. knock on that door. Yep. Oh, Absolutely. No. <laughs> mm -mm. I don't recommend it. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. All right. Well, let's introduce yourselves. We're going to talk about branding yeah. today and all things branding. Mm -hmm. Exciting. And you guys as people. Because that's important. That's how you got there. So do you want to start, Bonnie? Sure. Okay, so my name is Bonnie Tinkovich. I own um, Second Pine Design. Um, and I've been in the design and marketing field for about 16 years now. Um, I started off, well, let's see, uh, graduated from the University of Georgia. Yes, you oh got two bulldogs. You've got two what? bulldogs over here. Oh, no. did Loud you grow together? No, no. no. <laughs> I went about ten years later than her, or, or earlier than yeah. her. Yeah, oh. Julia's about ten years. Uh, gradu I graduated in 08. Right? Yeah, I'm 18. Yeah. Oh, yep. legit. Um, ten years. So, yeah, okay. bulldogs over here. Um, but graduated um, BFA graphic design in 08, and started my career at a publishing company designing. Um, coffee table books, cookbooks, kids books, things like that. Um, and then my now husband and I moved down to Savannah, Georgia, and I knew I wanted to get into the magazine world. Um, so got my foot in the door and took an internship with a publication called South Magazine um, and very quickly worked my way up from intern to designer to advertising art director to editorial art director. And it was a dream job. I mean, for someone straight out of, or not straight, but pretty close out of design school, I mean, we were doing 200-page magazines every other month. I was planning fashion shoots, working with stylists, makeup artists, photographers. We would do 
dining culture, editorial pieces that were just really fun. And I had creative control over most all of it, um, designing covers, working with some semi-celebrities on things. So uh, I loved it. But uh, the thing I loved about it the most was working with the community down in Savannah. I got to know the businesses. I got to go to the events and um, really just felt integrated into that world really quickly. Um, on the design side, it was tough. I mean, I w it was nice because I got thrown into the fast lane really, really young and challenged with, like, you have to make this happen and you have to make it happen now. So I got a, a huge education from that job in a short period of time. But there I was, work you know, I would work till like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. on deadlines, getting things going. And it was, you know, high stress, high paced lifestyle. My boss actually, when he hired me, he's like, this isn't a job. This is a lifestyle. Um, and did you like that red flag? I yeah, like, I'm like curious. Yeah. <laughs> is that a red flag or is that just like, no, this is the industry. Well, suck it up. Um, it's interesting that I remember that he told me that because it was the, uh, I liked it at the time, at the time, at that time in my career at a young age, you know, my husband was in, um, getting his doctorate in physical therapy and, um, we were just, it was a good time for me to really dive into that job. But I also remember when I left, I kind of told him, I was like, look, I've loved it here. Thank you. But when you hired me, you told me this was a lifestyle and I'm just not willing to commit to this lifestyle. Yeah. So I think it was good on him for like letting me know what I'm getting myself into. But then also kind of that whole balance thing. I'm a nine. I'm, you know, trying to seek out the balance and it got to a point where it was too much for me. But it's my passion. I love um, multi-page editorial style stuff. So um, it got me off in the right um, direction in my career, and I absolutely loved it. And then transitioned from that into other roles in which I still had a part of it. I could still do some uh, editorial, some lifestyle, but also worked within creative industries or the, with a creative agency, um, kind of helping out new businesses, launching their communications, their marketings, and things like that. Um, and then my husband and I kind of flipped. I had my dream job, and then he got offered his dream job out in Seattle. Um, and so we got married in Savannah, where I had all of my connections, had my hairstylist, had everything. Mm -hmm. What's interesting <laughs> is, like, I had four <laughs> photographers at my wedding, all because they worked wow. with me, and they just wanted to come and be there. And so I got all these great What a dream, I literally. It was, it was the perfect time to get married in the perfect location. I absolutely – it's – Savannah is like really close to my heart, but um, I love beautiful. Savannah. I love yeah. it. Every yeah. time I'm there, I'm like, I think I could live here. Yeah. Yeah. One of my friends got married in like one of those huge cathedrals mm -hmm. there. Oh, so beautiful. Mm -hmm. That was like me with my wedding. I had the best music in the world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, my friend, he, he was at Eastman Conservatory of Music, and I was like, can you fly down here and sing for my wedding? Mm -hmm. He's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you have those connections. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, you use the connections when yeah. you have them. Yeah. My friend mm -hmm. that got married in Savannah actually played organ at my wedding as well yeah. and piano. So, well, amazing. Yeah. What, funny circle. What's yeah. funny is like, so I got married in a church in one of the downtown squares, old um, historic church. And then we had our um, our reception at the old railroad museum, which was really awesome because it cool. um, 
it had burned down. And so it was all the brick walls, but it had no ceiling and everything. So like it was the Friends wow. episode. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was really, yeah, a lot like that. Um, but what was cool is that uh, trolley is down in Savannah, right? And so now the trolleys are here. But I'm, I swear it's the exact same, like, look of the trolley that are that's here now mm-hmm. in Southern Pines that I was like, oh, I had that from our wedding where it took us from our Aww. cathedral over to our reception. Um, and then our wedding kind of turned into a farewell party because we literally moved from Savannah out to Seattle the next week. So um, <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> no big deal. It was just kind of like it was all the tears of the wedding and then the goodbyes. And um, so it was it was tough. But um, out in Seattle, my husband, he's a physical therapist. He worked for the NFL um, and the Seahawks out wow. there. Um, no big deal. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was a, it was. You're like his dream job. It was his, yeah. his dream job. Yeah. So we both, we went that I had my dream job and I was fully committed and he went to his dream job. Um, and again, it was a good time in our lives. We hadn't had kids yet. Um, so we started the same year. If anybody follows football, um, uh, uh, started the same year as Russell Wilson. We went mm-hmm. to two Super Bowls. We saw the highs and the lows. We got to do all the things. Um, but then, so we were out there for nine, 10 years. Um, then we started having a family and, uh, ultimately COVID hit and I was pregnant. I had my second, um, daughter in April of 2020. Mm. So right when everything shut down. <laughs> that was still when we were very hopeful, though, that it was going to just yeah. be, you know, just two more weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, just, I just feel like April. Yeah. 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 Well, and in Seattle, like we were, oh, we lived. Right. Seattle. Though. Yeah. That was, that was <laughs> where the first like claimed outbreak was. Um, oh, and so sure. it was a different. Um, yeah. yeah. We yeah. weren't quite as hopeful out there. Right. <laughs> it maybe felt a little doomsday-ish. Yeah. yeah very, very much so. Yeah. Um, Not a good time to have a baby. No. Um, and yeah, it, we were on the early side of it, so it didn't, it got worse. Thankfully, we had her um, a little bit before, you know, especially going into all the hospitals and everything got so restrictive. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had her and my head that the NFL that year was crazy. They did, they had games, but they didn't have anybody go to the stadiums right. or do any of the things. They imported the crowd noise. Yeah, it was <laughs> so bizarre. It was so crazy. Um, and it was a different year for him. And basically, um, I he worked so much. I mean, he traveled with the team. He was so for about six months out of the year, he was working seven days and coming home after we'd go to bed, go leaving for work before we'd wake up. Um, and I think he tells the story that he knows the moment that he was done and ready to move on was because he was on an airplane and he FaceTimed home and was chatting with our older daughter who was, uh, you know, two at that time. And, uh, and she was saying, oh, daddy, you're on an airplane. Are you coming home to see me? And unfortunately, he was flying away for an away game and he wasn't going to get to see her for like the next five days, essentially, with the schedule. And he was like, this is just not worth it anymore. Um, and so we started talking about what the next steps look like. Um, and we landed here. And now he does what he did within the NFL um, in the military special force community. Um, so and we made it back east and we love it. Um, and we've been here since 2021. Um, and I 
still maintain a marketing um, director role for a business out in Seattle that allows me to do the publications, but also the creative agencies. But that feeling that I got from Savannah and the community and going and knowing people and knowing the businesses, I was craving that. I missed that connection. Um, and so a lot of people would always ask me like, hey, would you do a logo for me or would you do this? So I started Second Pine um, in March of last year. So I'm almost on my first year wow. um, in business. Yeah. And um, it's been amazing. It's I've I've just loved the people I've gotten to work with and met so many amazing people within this community. Julia here, we welcomed me hey. with open arms. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I've been talking a lot. Let me let you talk. But oh, that's okay. how I started. Yeah. Yeah. Can you explain what branding is, though? Like some oh, people yeah. don't even know. That's a good one. Yeah, we can. Yeah. you guys. Yeah. And yeah. Then you both can of you. Share more about yeah. you. And then you share. Yeah. Explain what it is. Okay. Um, well, it's my, a big question. It's a good question. <laughs> so for me, I, the thing that I find is that people um, use the term brand and business synonymously. Synonymously, it's a big word. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, incorrectly, or um, they just throw it out. My the definition of brand that I've heard that I like the most because there's a lot that are out there is. Um, what people say about you and your business when you're not in the room. And that's important because it's more of a perception of what you offer and your services that you offer versus um, what you do. And Mm -hmm. it's how people feel about you. It's how you make them feel. And, um, you know, you'll hear a lot of people say, you know, well, my my business, I do this with my business and my brand is this. And you know what? They just don't, they just don't get my brand. If someone's not getting your brand, it's because you're doing something wrong. Correct. Um, it's not 100% in your control. It's in their hands. Um, so people like us, designers, marketers, um, business owners, we can make decisions to help direct that perception of your business, of your brand. But um, uh, ultimately, it's not 100% in your control, which is, I think, a key thing when it comes to brand. Um, I just learned, um, well, not learned, but I just watched a a video about this where Mm -hmm. there's something called passive branding. And then there's, what's the other word that they said? It wasn't impassive, but it was something like that. And it was like, um, the way that you can control your brand is through visual identities, kind of what our bread and butter is, your tone of voice when mm-hmm. it comes to your marketing, how you present yourself on social media, da da da. But there's always that side of you, if you have a reputation because of like how you treat your customers or something, like there's always that side of it too. So when we talk about branding, there's only so much that we can do. We do a part of it and it's a big part and it's, I feel it's yeah. a very important part. I think you do too, yeah. but uh, you've got to kind of back up what you preach too. Like if you're, if you come to us and you're like, well, my tone of voice, my brand, my brand personalities are authentic and genuine <laughs> and humble. And, and then you're like spouting on social media, the complete opposite. People aren't going to trust yeah. you. So it's important to really, when you think about starting a business or working with a brand designer to be honest and be like, what really is this? Yeah. That's a, uh, the trust is a key thing. Um, I mean, honestly, one of the 
keys to a strong brand is establishing trust and loyalty with your consumer base. If you think about it, like what are the favorite brands that we go back to over and over and over again? It's because we trust them. And ultimately the way that you establish trust is by consistently creating a positive emotional experience with your customers and your consumers um, on all the varying touch points, Mm -hmm. whether that's you know, if you're a restaurant, them coming into the restaurant. If you're, you know, you have a product, you um, that that product delivers on what it says it's going to deliver over and over and over again. And I think, just like you said, the most basic attributes of your business are um, what people will judge and how the like how they'll decide what they feel about you and if that trust is then become established and one of the things that I think you're trying to say is like first of all it's like what you stand for this is where like mm-hmm. your purpose your mission your vision and your values kind of come through and that um, a lot of people talk about business plans and that those those items are more of like a brand strategy so when you uh, they and they kind of work hand in hand so um, a lot of people it, it to me that um that set, those values, those missions, they come through in how you operate and how you talk to people um, and how uh, if you deliver on what you promise. So that's one big thing is to establish a strong brand. It's like how your business operates. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second thing like you me- mentioned was the messaging, your tone of voice, your personality, how you like to talk to people. And then that third item is the visual identity and what your products, your services look like, what your social media, what your website looks like. So that visual identity and that's where we kind of really hone in. You'll you'll hear the term brand designer, um, but it's we're our our forte is that visual element. And you yeah. want all of those things operating consistently to have a strong brand. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> period. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I well, think... thanks for coming on today. <laughs> okay, we're out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think what uh, I find I'm because I've been through this process yes. with you, Bonnie, for cultivate. And I'm working with my coaching clients Mm -hmm. who have been established in their business for a while, but we're still going back to the basics of the mission, the values, the voice, you know, and people have a hard time putting words to that sometimes. Mm -hmm. So we do a lot of visualization of like, okay, walk me through. If you were the person coming into your business, what are they going to feel? What are they going to see? What are they going to smell? How are they going to be greeted? What are people wearing? You know, every aspect. So you can say like, oh, this is the experience I want them to have. Now we have to put values to that. How do we portray that? How do, what's their experience like when they talk to so-and-so? How are they going to know that those are our values? But oftentimes we don't do that up front. And I'm sure you see this, Sarah, is like, we just have this idea of what we want this thing to be. Yeah. And then I just want it to be this thing, but I can't articulate exactly what that mission or the vision or the values are. Mm-hmm. Let me just like quickly, let me just do this thing and then I'll think about it later. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They get so focused on the doing and not the reason behind it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's but the reason up. why is the biggest part. It's the right. reason why like I say the word venti and you know what company I just bought coffee from or like right. if I say my pleasure mm-hmm. you know where I just got lunch from. Like it's that thing because it all goes back to your why. I really like mm-hmm. that game. Right? That's yeah. a good game to play. Like, you know, because <laughs> I was like that was great. We did I this downstairs, to- right? Yeah. yeah. I need to come up with a word. 
Peace yeah. out. <laughs> Peace out, Girl Scout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just came from dance. <laughs> right, but that's exactly it. It's the details. And the yeah. details all lead back to what you're trying to go for. It's your why. And your why, unfortunately, can't be making money. No. I no. wish it could because that would be really easy. I mean, we, <laughs> all, we all want to be Unless successful. You're a yeah. <laughs> we all want to be successful, but it's one of those things where it's like these are the things you have to think about outside of like just to make money. This uh-huh. is like this is why I exist beyond those reasons and those connections and, and why you want to work with people. And yeah, it's, I might not know where I'm going with this. That's okay. It happens all, right. all the time where up. we like <laughs> forget what we're saying. We're like, yeah, we agree. Yeah. And I don't know what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. And that's okay because we still need to hear from Julia. Yes, <laughs> we do. All right, okay. yeah. You think about your point. Yes. And then, yeah, I'll just ramble for a while. Um, I'm Julia. My company is called Fall Line Creative. Um, my route is extraordinarily different from Bonnie's. Um, I was also in fine arts at UGA crazy. And, um, I was an interior design major. Mm. So I Um, grew up, Oh yeah. I grew up wanting to be an interior designer. Like that was my dream. That was my goal. And I moved to Nashville and did it, did it for about three years, worked for a few different companies and I hated it. Oh no. It was horrible (laughs) for me. And, it, I don't know what it is. Something about it was more like logistics based and details. And like, you have to pick out the trim that goes on the carpet and you have to get the furniture delivered after the carpet because the carpet has to go. Over. And like, I just, that's not just the way you describe it. <laughs> that's like perfect for me. I know you're like, okay. great. I love the logistics, but <laughs> you're seven. You're like, I, I just want to do the big, pretty yes. thing. Yeah. I want All the fun people stuff. to be excited. And yes. people don't get excited about what, you know, how many inches of trim go on your rug or whatever. So I do. Uh, <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Yeah. I could have been your partner in I it. Know. Oh my God, so, I know. Oh my God. Yeah. The go. seven needs to go with the one. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Right. So next one. business. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I <laughs> bounced around with jobs. I just could not find something that I liked. And so uh, 2019... I got a retail job and I was like, I'm just going to be here for a year. I just need a year of something on my resume. Cause I didn't even kept a job for a year at this point. I was not doing this great. is so on brand with yes. a seven though. This yes. is like so fabulous to hear this out play out. Yes. Because I was like, this just, is like normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just get your life together and stay in one place for a year. Like, cause I just had to get out of the job I was in before. I was like, Oh my God. Um, and then COVID happens and I, eventually became an essential worker. But before that, I was just selling sofas in Nashville. And so I got to stay home for a little bit and didn't really have a whole lot going on. So I ended up moving home to help my family business. They had a PPP loan and they were Which like... Which was where? Milledgeville, Georgia. Milledgeville. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that name. Closest big city is Macon. Macon. If you're familiar. Yeah. Yeah, it's in the middle of. I couldn't yeah. like point to it on the map, but I've heard yeah, of it. Yeah, it's a tiny place. Um, but yeah, so they were like, "Can you move home and help just run the cash register?" What did they own? My stepdad owns a home audio and appliance store, so he sells TVs, refrigerators, car stereos, stuff like that. Gotcha. So he's like, "Just check people out." I'm like, "All right." So I'm home. I'm back in my childhood bedroom. And I'm just like, what do I do? Um, so I just started making like random things for friends. I don't know if you remember those, like, I'm so embarrassed to be saying this, but these like the portraits that didn't have a face 
Do you remember those trendy little like things? Like silhouettes? They were silhouettes, but they had your whole outline, but not your yes, face. Yes, I do. You yes, know what I'm talking about? Yes, absolutely. It was a very it's trendy almost thing. almost like those, um, I have them downstairs because mm-hmm. we received them as gifts. <laughs> the little people, the family, yep. you know, it's almost like that, only illustrated. Yep. Okay, I'm tracking. So I started making those for $20 a pop. And that taught me Adobe Illustrator, which is the system that you, the software that you use to make logos. And I had never learned it before. But what I miss about college and like being behind the computer and creating stuff was back. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. So I'm on YouTube. I'm buying books. I'm doing everything completely self-taught. I did have that fine arts background, but everything graphic design was from the ground up. So move back to Nashville. I'm doing it part-time for like a year and a half. I just start making random stuff. And I met Wilson and he was like, Hey, I have to move to North Carolina. And I was like, lucky for you. I've always wanted to live in North Carolina. (laughs) And he, we really sat down and he was like, I think we should go for it. Like, I think you should start the business when we move like full time, just do it. And if it doesn't work, you know, be a bartender, whatever. So I was like, okay. So we moved here in June of 2021. Same as you. Did you move in June? Uh, Did you move? uh, yeah, right around that. Same yeah. Mm-hmm. But I waited. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I went full time and I haven't looked back. It's been great. Um, tell me about your ring. Oh, uh, <laughs> I got a little distracted <laughs> while you were talking. I was like, tell, to see tell me Thanks. about this ring. It's my grandmother's. Holy moly. It reminds me, you know, on six, that musical six. No, um, I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the first like Catherine. Um, his, oh no, I do. His first wife and yes. that big crown. Wow. Yes, That's like I see that ring and I was like, it "Dang, me of that. your grandmother!" Mm-hmm. Nice. That's, so, how did you. that go? Very about? elaborate for that time frame. Yeah, she was. She was that way. She was extra. So how She's did great. he get that? Like, how did all that work? Well, I, I found story. it in my mom's well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's that Milledgeville coming out. Here she comes. She's had half a mimosa. It's coming out. Um, Yeah, I found it in my mom's drawer, and I was like, "Mom, uh, listen, I want this to be like the ring that I wear." And she was like, "Okay, do you want to take it home? You can just give it to Wilson." And I was like, "No, maybe you guys should talk about that." And so she, like, first time they visited us in North Carolina, she brought it. He didn't even ask. Like, oh, there was no talk of she marriage. Was like, no, she like, was like, here, I'm going to give this. No, she <laughs> would have married him if she could. Like, she loved <laughs> him. Loved stories like this. Loved him. And he was like, okay, well, there we go. So he, it had an emerald in it originally. Oh. And he mailed it to California <laughs> to get the diamond oh. put in it because they knew my my in-laws are living in California. Oh. So he was like, yep, I mailed it to California. And I was like, great, thanks. Who knows what could have happened yeah. to it. But it worked out. And yeah, so they put the diamond in it and then brought the emerald back and put it in a necklace that we then gave to my mom. Oh, that's yeah. a great idea. That was very sweet. So. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for noticing. I hardly ever wear it because it's just like a lot. Yeah. Thank I you for noticing. That's beautiful. I, I noticed it downstairs. I wow. never wear my wedding ring. Yeah, like same. I just got this after I had babies because... Uh-huh changing diapers like i had a princess cut ring yeah and like the corner would get caught on the 
diapers and I would scratch the kids all the time. Oh, dang. Oh, yeah. I was thinking like maybe Pooh would get in it or something. <laughs> yeah, I was going I didn't somewhere like, completely. Like, just like when you're picking them up and it like yes. sticks out, you like totally snag scrape them everything. Or, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then It'll I've come just back. never gone back. You're like so. almost out of that stage. Yeah, we're almost out of diapers. Yeah. I potty worked on potty training this past week a lot, which added to the stress because I was like, of course, all of Christmas break I tried. And he's like, nope, not going on the potty. And then like the craziest week of my life where my daughter had surgery and stuff. But I was like, all right, we're going to go potty now. <laughs> like, great. Okay. <laughs> we followed the child. So now we're Fantastic. doing it. Fantastic. Do you have kids? Nope. No kids. Not yet. Yeah. I don't want to have kids when we're in the army. So that's oh. solid. So he's not staying in long term. No. <laughs> she's like, she's no. maybe he is. Maybe we're just never having kids. Which is fine too. If that yeah. happens, we'll talk about it. But no, yeah. it's not. It's it's hard. I mean, I look it is at so hard. this community of all these women who are what do you call it? Geo- geographic single Batch- moms? Yeah, bachelorettes. Yeah. We just used to call Luke the the geo bachelor geo bachelors mm. geo bachelorettes geo single yeah. moms and it's hard it is very hard mm. and so i'm like i don't know i'm taking a note from y'all and i'm just like i don't want to do However, this i, I will to. say there are some pros as we talked about on the episode with luke is like and i've gotten text messages this morning that are like uh yeah it's way easier to hustle mm. and work and build your business when your husband's not home oh, yeah. because you don't have to wear the hat of a wife. You're like, oh, okay, great. All my other focus besides my children is now going to go to my business. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not really great for your relationship yeah. but or like your whole family <laughs> dynamic. But like you want to build a business and you have a husband that has that job. You have no choice. Like, yeah, it's what's happening. It's like real, you have to good for that. make do with what's going <laughs> yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, it is really hard. I, I still you. plan for those like okay he's going on a, he's going away on a trip like I'm gonna be able to get this done this done oh. this done oh, yeah. because it's just you you're able to do so much more when they're gone but I remember when Tank that's my husband well okay our last name's Tankovich and we we're high school sweethearts his name's Michael but um, we all called him Tank so I oh, call and him you still Tank. call him Tank yeah we when we got married like I took my vows and I said I I take I the take you Tank, tank. yeah. Stop. Um, just because it's like, that's who I know. That's, that's him. Um, so tank, um, when, when he was in the NFL, he would, and at the, like beginning in the season and the end of the season, that transition of like having him home again Mm -hmm. and like having to share the remote and like him, like (laughs) moving things around. And I was like, well, 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 you're not, you're, you need to integrate yourself slowly again because you, you just get accustomed to Yeah. what you have to do when they're there and when they're not. And Let me yeah. train you on how we do things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That is how I, I felt. Mean, and that yeah. was a really bad way to do it. It was a really <laughs> bad way to do it. I remember one of the times my husband came home, like I had moved while he was gone. Mm-hmm. And so he came home and it was 3 a.m. And I was like, oh, oh let me give you a tour of our house. That's crazy. Yeah. And then like the next day was, <laughs> How our was that received? son's birthday party. No, it was great. No, it was great. <laughs> yeah. It was fine. It was just, it was just odd. I'm like, I have to show you around the house that we yeah. bought while yeah. you were gone. But yeah, that kind of stuff is tricky because I used to teach at a school and then like after school, I would either, you know, plan out errands or doctor's appointments or we had our like special extracurricular activities or go out to dinner with a friend and I would forget once he got home to like call him and be like, oh, he's like, why aren't you home? I'm like, 
uh, it's soccer. And then I'm, you know, meeting my friend for right. lunch or dinner. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, I've just sitting at home wondering what we we're going to do for food. dinner. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Well, you've been gone for a year. So I've not had to think about your dinner <laughs> or like yeah. checking in. Just those little things. Especially like with the time differences of where they go and stuff. You're like, I'm not used to checking in about that stuff. So I think I saw on social media recently, like something for a recruiting thing that said, if you're looking to hire, hire um, a a mom because Mm -hmm. she's runs everything like they can do everything. If you want it done, hire a busy person. Exactly. Because you've got to figure it out and just do it. And that's definitely the way our household operates a little bit. It's like, here are the plans. And then this is like, like you have, I have to take the lead or else it just doesn't get done on some things. Mm -hmm. Which I think is totally true. And I do think that women are made for that. Like our brains are just Mm -hmm. made to like have the capacity to hold a million different things going at once and remember this and that. And until they don't, and until then they our don't. bodies are like, Err. right. So what I was going to say on the flip side of that is like, yes, sure. Hire that person, but also know that they're probably going to be burnt out. They're going to overextend <laughs> themselves. They're going to say yes true. way too often. True. And it, what else is going to fall apart in the yes, process? True. You know, That's it like perpetuates true. this whole thing of being busy constantly, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, stop, stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That goes back to the time blocking um, thing that you guys did, which I actually think you should do over and over again because I think everybody <laughs> needs to take that, have that course and do that. And I this year talk about nines and balance and I went into the time blocking um, uh, event that you guys put on and thinking, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to find so much more time. And what if I had like some <laughs> magic thing that I was like, beep, boop, beep, boop. Yeah, There's a new hour like, between I, five yes, and six. Right. I'm going to be able to find so much more time to do all these things. And of course that doesn't happen because that is not what it, there you can't create I've, more time. But I've been working on creating Maybember. Yeah. But it's not going it's well. Going. <laughs> Push that through, like yeah. I wonder what the it. logo of that new month would look like. Oh, mm. yes. that'd be a fun one. November. But that time blocking event was definitely a, like such a good one because I left having a different perspective on time and my priorities and what to do with it. And Go, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I came up to Caitlin tears in my eyes. <laughs> and you weren't the only one oh, who sure. felt that way that it was like, Oh, I thought, which happens to me every time I go to a conference mm-hmm. or a workshop, I think I'm going in for mm-hmm. one thing and I get this other thing that I very much needed. I just mm-hmm. was not even on my radar and a lot of people said that, like, oh, I got exactly what I needed. And that looked very different mm-hmm. for each person. But it was it, it was really cool to hear just everybody's perspective on what time was to them and how they left being like, oh, no, this thing. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing that matters. Or with visualization of, like, where you are in 5, 10, 15 years mm-hmm. and what comes into your head during that visualization and it's like, oh, I wasn't, that wasn't even really something that I thought about. I'm not building my life for the thing I visualized about, but now I may amend a few things to create that vision. So yeah, it is, mm-hmm. it's about so much more than just yeah. time. I just know? took a course about that too. And it, he broke it down in like 10, three, one and 90. So it's like 10 years. What's your big, scary, terrifying goal? How do you get there? 
And then your goal for like three years, you know, you break it down. It's like eating the elephant one bite at a time. Mm -hmm. And then you're one year and then it just is down to 90 days. Like what can you tackle in 90 days? It's going to lead back to your 10 years. Kind of just what you're talking about. Yeah. So what, what difference did the time blocking workshop make? What did you, my biggest thing was that, um, again, uh, I'm the peacemaker and I am constantly saying yes and doing the things and the, the practice was to set three priorities for yourself that year um, and make those three things, anything that comes um, to you uh, that has to do with those three things, you say yes. If it doesn't, you say no. And learning to say no on um, some things in life as a mom, as, you know, a, I mean, as a business owner, as everything is, you have to prioritize. And if you don't, that's the only way that you're going to balance um, or achieve some sort of balance. So that was really big for me going through the exercise of setting my priorities and then saying, you know, does this fit? Does this not? Um, and working towards that one a lot. But. Well, oftentimes people espouse to have certain priorities. Right. And then you're like, but wait, I see you doing all of this other stuff. Mm. Not that people are judging what you're doing, but when you're doing this exercise and then you're like, wait, but I'm spending so much of my time doing these other things that don't fall into these priorities, but I really want these to be my priorities. Mm. But sometimes you have to say, are they actually, am I in a season of life where these things can be my priorities? Mm -hmm. It's a, yeah, it's a really great exercise. It actually, that comes back around a lot to the branding too, because, you know, it is one of those things that you'll kind of start asking people, okay, well, what do you, you know, just tell me about your business, describe your business. Like if you have to put adjectives to your, you know. Is that the first step for both of you guys? Is that? Yeah, for me. Yeah, we do. I do like a, a strategy meeting at first. And yeah, my first question just to get people into it is how do you describe the solutions you provide to your clients? Okay. And so it just needs to be like brand name provides blank to blank. And people don't know what to say. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. But that's the most important part. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I, yeah, you ask them to describe sorry. adjectives. <laughs> yeah, I know. so I, I do. That. I do a, a questionnaire, um, and it's short. I mean, it's a it's a small like ten questionnaire, but it starts to get me familiar with what you do. But mm-hmm. then also the feelings that you are hopefully envisioning for your business. A lot of what we do is actually just listening um, mm-hmm. and listening to your idea, because just like you said, it's hard to put down into words what your mission is, what your purpose is. It's just as hard for a lot of people to take their, oh, I have an idea of something I want to see, but I don't know how to get it onto paper. So, um, you know, another thing I love about you guys is that you kind of ask, what's your superpower? And, And so for me, it's collecting all of the data, all the input, like through the questionnaire, hearing you, like kind of trying to sort out what it is that you are hopefully envisioning, and then kind of redirecting it back out to you on the paper so i do that is so i say the same thing yeah i mean it really is it's just listening um and so we collect the information and then uh my thing one of and i think we both do this too is visual mood boards um is a huge Mm. thing because which i love you can yeah you could say you can have this list of adjectives of like oh i'm authentic i'm classy i'm elegant i'm this and then yeah, but like what does that look what like what does that you? look like yeah um yeah. and so the first every everybody gets a mood board um and that uh 
kind of sometimes people get the mood board and they're like, yes, you need, like it's per- <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. perfect, and we we move on. And then sometimes people are like, okay, we're we're gonna get really specific on this because they're gonna use this mood board throughout their business because. You know, the other thing about brand strategy and probably a lot of, I think, your guys' listeners and, you know, a lot of the female business owners out there around here, a lot of times it's just a sell, like, you're, it's a one-man shop. It's only them. So the brand strategy and all these ideas live in their heads. Uh, and it's not until you have a business where you have to start hiring employees or you're looking at other stakeholders or you know, um, maybe I'll partner with someone that it's very, very important to get that brand strategy and that plan on paper and that mood board on paper so that you can share that concept with someone else. So yeah, a lot of times that work can be for a smaller business can be done internally, but it's tougher. But yeah, so the mood board um, reflects like, okay, this is what you gave me. This is the input you gave me. And this is the output that me as a, like as your potential client, your consumer, these are the things I'm feeling. And um, a lot of times that like we'll really hone in on that. And then once you get the mood board going into the design phase, um, no one's ever been like unexpected. Like if you, yep. you, with, you get what you see on the mood board, what you get in the design, you're, you're going to know it and you're going to love yes. it. So that's usually the process that we work with. And yeah, when I first started out, like people would say, I want it to be bold and blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> bold to me would mean something completely different to them. Mm-hmm. And so part of what I talk about, and this, I call it a creative direction, that same thing, um, is time. I want us through the design process to save as much time as possible and make the smartest decisions out front as we can. So yeah, nailing down that creative direction is our North Star moving forward. And that way, when I give them a product, they're like, yes, they yeah. have trust in me yeah. as a designer because I delivered what they wanted it to look like. And then if they want changes, it's just like, can we tweak this and this? You know, it's not like anything big because if you give them a product and they're like, whoa, this is not what I was thinking. This is not what I was expecting. I don't like this. I don't feel like this is me. You start to lose that trust. Mm-hmm. And that's where you don't want to be as a designer. So- you don't want to be on the other end of that. When you're making these boards or creative direction, do you do you guys choose the colors or do people like how does that work? Do you use like color <laughs> theory to be like, oh, blues mean you're, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, yep. a little bit of it all. I mean, again, sometimes people have this co- like, oh, I have this concept in my head and I this is this is what I'm thinking. So I are I always ask, are there colors that you connect with yeah. that you relate to? Um, but yeah, we both have um, degrees in fine arts and we've gone through courses on color theory. Um color and then the same kind of thing typography speaks to people in different ways um so one of the things that ultimately too both julie and i recognize and the whole reason why we wanted to come on to this podcast was like so we both offer similar things and we have separate businesses but this community has been so fantastic and that we really celebrate that community over competition and honestly it's one of those if we want people to understand their resources canva is a resource and we are resources um as small business owners uh, you you work with a budget and you're like okay this is what i have to start out with what how can i where do i spread it and what do i how do i make how do i launch this business and so a lot of times people come to us have 
already had a business for a year or two and they've come they've come up with a Canva logo and mm-hmm. they're kind of like okay well I think you know I'm not sure that it really speaks true to me and a lot of times um, we spoke about this downstairs earlier um, but a lot of times people like almost are ashamed to tell us that they yeah. have yeah. done a logo <laughs> in Canva. Uh, she's and the boss. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah. But we'll it, follow up with them. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just one of those things that, first of all, like I don't think either of us are, are like negative Canva. Like I, I no. like in, on a lot of ways, I'm pro Canva in that it's a resource for creative business owners to to do design work because it matters what visuals you put out with your business. It matters. Um, there are limitations to Canva and there are some things that you can only do so far. Julia talked about like Adobe Illustrator earlier is the you know main program that she uses for branding. Me as well, that's kind of, um, Canva is essentially templates. It's something that if you can put it together, someone else can put it together. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, people do and all people the time. Do. Yeah. <laughs> so it creates um, a little bit of um, a sense of and feeling of, uh, a little disingenuous or, it, or sameness. Yeah. Uh, Every new Instagram to me, well, not this is, that's ugly to say, but you can go on a page and see immediately what templates they used sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. So I have seen a few businesses do some do it well. Yeah. I've seen, I, there are a couple of businesses out there. And I think if you're listening, you know who I'm talking about who have done a brand set from Canva that I'm like, that works really well for them. Uh, but then there yeah. are ones that are like, oh yeah, this isn't, is, this isn't exactly me, but I just had to put something together to get it out yeah. there. And, um, she's the boss. Which is By the way, that's fine. fine. But as you, you know, if you want to get to a certain level, mm-hmm. you got to start thinking about that kind of stuff. Well, the thing that mm-hmm. Canva doesn't provide is that creative eye. Totally. Mm-hmm. Right. You, it, you're going off of what like you think looks good, but you're not, your eye is not trained in yeah. everything that you guys are trained mm-hmm. in. Yeah. I mean, with Cultivate, there were mm-hmm. things like I didn't know that I didn't know. And you captured it in this way that I never would have thought of. Yeah. But I'm like, yes, nail on head. Yeah. 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 If you're just starting out and you need to make money and you don't, you have five minutes to put a graphic together, by all means, go on Canva. Like, mm-hmm. get it done. Because mm-hmm. that's what phase your business is in. But at a certain point, if you want to level up, if you want to start getting investors under mm-hmm. your belt, or you, people pay attention to that kind of thing. So it all just has to do with where you're at in your business. Well, and also, depending on what business you're starting, right? The yeah. school was very different from the podcast. Yeah. And... The school had to have brand recognition right away Mm -hmm. and people had to know what our logo was. And that's why it's so hard for me. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I kind of want to rebrand, but I'm like everybody in our community knows our logo Mm -hmm. and that's hard knows our colors, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, Um, but it kind of and we did invest 10 years ago for a full branding Mm -hmm. package and colors and the whole, whatever you call that, like colors mean different things and evoke different things, whatever that is. Um, Color theory. Yes, yes, yes. That, (laughs) which is what we pay you guys for. Uh, so it depends on how forward facing your business is. And yeah, you know, we have 145 students. So think of how many parents and people are talking to other people and sharing our logo or branding, whatever, as opposed to, my small little coaching company that gets shared, but it's not as like, you know, out there. I don't have like a sign, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, and it also all, all comes back to that brand strategy, looking at like, 
your market, your competition? What is, where's your place in the market? Um, and are you, are you visually matching up with what your goals and your identity are? Um, and there, there are so many resources in this community beyond mm-hmm. Canva that, um, uh, and we're not the only ones. There no. are there are other businesses out there that are doing this um, in and our community. Yeah. Yes. Totes. Absolutely. They're not advertising. <laughs> <laughs> well, not that I've seen, and that's probably like algorithm, whatever. You know. Um, yeah. Well, just I think being there are the different. Same. Like there, there, there are different niches, and so I mean that again is just one of those things to come out there for those people who are thinking about starting a business or don't know, or oh, it, maybe it's already out there, it's already done. And I actually think that. We bounce each we bounce ideas off of each other. Like the more business that she gets and more exposure she gets, the more I do as well too. Because it's just bringing that whole level of awareness of what business owners' resources have in this community up, and mm-hmm. more yep. people are seeing it. And you don't have to, you know, we're don't we're not you don't have to spend a lot a lot of money right. to do something a little bit nicer than what you've got. I know. I thought it was very reasonable. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised. Yeah. So yeah. there's there there are just it's just something to, you know, first of all, a lot of things you can do um DIY, a lot of things you get through Canva, through even the brand strategy, there's DIY thing resources online. And we just want to offer up those kind of resources and those knowledge and then also what we offer to um the community because they've been so well to us. They've, yeah treated us so well. And I found that sometimes, even if it is just a really small business or somebody just one off that I'm working with, sometimes just getting a new, fresh logo that Mm. looks badass on a hat Mm -hmm. reinvigorates them so much. Like they're like, this is my brand. This is my purpose. Mm -hmm. I'm excited again. Like, let's go. Mm -hmm. It's that imposter syndrome. It's like that, that, okay, well, this is kind of what I'm doing. Maybe this kind of looks like me. And then they talk to us and they get something back and they're like, yeah, this is me. I'm in my bag. Yeah. This is what I do. This is what I offer. This is amazing. And, and that, that to me is the most rewarding and satisfied. And it is my purpose that's why my the purpose for my business is is giving that feeling um to other people is so that they can feel like yes they can do this and they're doing something that's valuable and worthwhile to their community so yeah as an enneagram seven i have to spread my enthusiasm (laughs) or i'll die (laughs) so do people i would assume this is one of your larger challenges people start using you guys for like business consulting almost yes Mm, sometimes for me, yeah. for me, it's like it's 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 actually more of me because uh, in my background, I've you know, I've been strictly fine arts, and then I've been design, and then I've been marketing and um, advertising and PR. I mean, there I have uh, a, I, a lot of times people will come to me and they'll tell me they have this problem and and or that problem, and and I have to switch hats a little bit mm-hmm. and say. Um, Okay, well, as a design challenge, this is something we can solve. Uh, you know, this this other part of it has to do with your marketing strategy, your you know, what kind of PR you're doing and how you're doing it. Um, so I have had people who, you know, just do the visual identity, and that's honestly like my passion part of it. But um, there are people I've worked with on a larger scale for for their marketing elements. I can see that some people would probably get so fixated just on the the visual element, and you're you probably have to be like, okay, now there's these other pieces. Do your yes. business, well, and, and <laughs> yes. honestly, that is a huge thing. So, 
coming from like the art director role and um, as an art director and you're essentially responsible for conveying the entire brand through all of your outlets as a small business owner there's a chance that you're hiring multiple people so you say you hire one of us to do your visual identity but then you hire someone else to do your website someone else to do your social media you're hiring different people so all of these different people have an, a vision or an insight on what you're looking like as the business owner you have to be the art director to make sure that that is consistent across all platforms and that part is tough because you want to trust the experts that you're working with and just put it into their hands. But if you, if you don't, that's, that's the biggest mistake I see small businesses make is just having inconsistent branding. Yeah. And that's because they're not owning up that art. Like I'm I, okay today. I'm a business owner, but I'm also the art director and I have to ensure that these pieces all go together. Well, it's easy not to. Yeah. Right. It's easy to say like, oh, okay, can you guys just tell yeah, me what to do, do please? Yeah. Because I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. I don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Just come up with something and I'll post it. I mm-hmm. don't care. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's, will you guys talk about the brand inconsistency? Because I think maybe a lot of people don't know what that looks like. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because it is the little Julia. details. Yes. It is. So for me, it's like... I'll just bring it back to social media because it's something that mostly everybody has and it's accessible and makes sense to a lot of people. But if you click on a page and you just see, wow, like just like crazy fonts, different colors, da da da, everything's disjointed. To me, that's like, uh, they're not spending a enough time on this or b money to maybe like pay for. Yeah, that's, that's me. It's fine. <laughs> Are you talking to me? No. But to me, it's like, I don't really know. Like, and it's not a conscious thing. It's a subconscious thing where somebody's looking at it and they're like, can I trust this person? And this isn't to say like, have a perfect Instagram or have like a curated life because that's not real. But like just establishing a few things that you really stick to. For me, it's colors. Like if your business is green, use the green, you know, like really use it. Don't, don't Mm -hmm. come at me with a red or something like, because that really just subconsciously messes with the customers. Think about if you went to McDonald's and they gave you a happy meal that was blue, you'd be like, is it a special holiday going on? Like, what is this? Mm -hmm. Like you start to subconsciously kind of be like, what am I doing? Um, so So it's almost like a comfort thing. Comfort, trust, like you're saying. It's a trust. Yeah. Yeah. And you, it tells the customer that you're showing and you're walking in what you say you are. So it's really important. So how would somebody do that? Colors. Colors is important. Also, I think like one of the, like a really good practice or um, to kind of do this is uh, first to create a persona for the customer that you're speaking to and say, okay, this is, um, this is whether it's a girl like or a girl or a guy what their income is what they like think about your customer your consumer and then take them through your their consumer journey um, and how they first learn about you whether it's not whether it's someone telling them oh oh you they have a need right and mm-hmm. you, you're providing a solution to that need um, and so whether they hear about you from a friend, what does that friend tell them about you? And then what is the next thing? Are they going to look you up online? Are they going to mm-hmm. look you up on social media first? Or are they going to look for your website? Are you, are you, is your SEO up there? Is, Do if we have statistics type you on in, that? Well, actually, I would, no. Um, well, it depends. And I asked because Katie, <laughs> mm-hmm. collab, um, 
I believe the new data shows that people look for you first, first on, on Instagram. Instagram. I do. I oh, think yeah. it depends on the age. It the depends. Age and that's sure. why you start location. with that persona. So because in Cameron, they my Facebook page gets way more views. Yep. Yeah. But here, my Instagram yep. page gets yep. way more views. So this <laughs> is the perfect reason why you start with that persona and you think about, okay, this is the, this is my client. Think about who your client is and where they're going to go to find you mm-hmm. Um or, or if they see you in person, uh, yeah. pop up in the pines oh. or whatever, they stumble upon you and meet yeah. you and get your business card. Yeah. So they're going to have... Business cards are so really important. E- exactly. <laughs> they are. Paper is never going to die. This nope. coming from someone who started in publishing, paper never dies. Um, so we're still advocates of the business card. 100%. Oh. Yes. I and am. Yes. Business cards. Uh, I mean, the dot cards and things like that, if you haven't heard of dot cards, they're really great too yeah. because they the QR get code. You, it's... It's something that like you can put literally on your phone and you just tap and it'll link you to like my link tree and that'll take you to my Instagram, my website, everything Mm. Um, versus a leave behind. But the leave behinds are good because just that word of mouth marketing, especially in this community, um, people can be like, oh, you have this need. I know someone who does that. My business is entirely built on word of mouth and social media. Mm Um, and I could be and should be doing more, but it's that balance of how much I can maintain versus how much I can output. But so getting back to the consumer journey, so it's how people hear about you first, then when they go and look and find you where they're going to find you digitally, or if you have a brick and mortar, what kind of, or experience, or if it's a pop-up, that brand experience, all of those are different touch points. And so Walk yourself through that consumer journey and be honest with yourself. Uh, there, there's someone I met with recently that has an amazing storefront experience and and a, an amazing social media. But if you if you go to the their website is virtually non-existent. Or oh, say you have like an ordering process. <laughs> yeah, please it's get a, a website. Yeah, see, yeah. So <laughs> um, and, you know there, yeah. Or if you're trying to like order something, it's like you love this product, you're, but how do I actually get my hands on it? Mm-hmm. So all of those things, um, yeah. those that's the inconsistency uh, piece. The m- the worst thing that you can do is confuse your potential yeah. customer and confuse them on how to get your product yeah because if they're confused they're walking away they're going to amazon they're going somewhere else yeah 100 percent. so we talked about this on the podcast that released today is like we are such a culture of we want what we want and we want it right now Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. we're not willing to wait like Mm -hmm. think of a website loading we used to have Mm -hmm. to wait (laughs) right like when we it would be like loading Mm -hmm. loading you Mm -hmm. know and we would sit there and we would mm-hmm. relax and mm-hmm. wait. And now it's like, if this thing spins one more time, I'm out. Like, yeah. I'm out. I will find it yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. I'll figure out a different way. Mm-hmm. I need a one one step mm-hmm. kind of process. Yeah. yeah. And that kind of circles all the way back to the brand trust and the and are you actually delivering on what you are promising? And that's the only way to build consumer trust and loyalty and repeat customers. And that's why we go back to the brands that we love the most. I do also think that, especially like you said, we're not going to wait for things today. There's also an element that I preach to my clients that um, it used to be back in the 80s, and I'm going to age myself and date myself here, but it used to be that one logo would work. Nike had it swoosh, you know, they're very specific. Like, Thank you for bringing this up. Yes. Mm -hmm. But we we all (laughs) now live in like, we all have ADD where we all have these things where, so one logo is not, does not make a brand. 
you have to think through the colors, the typography, alternates. Think about all the different pieces that your consumer is going to see. Maybe you do have a storefront signage. You have social media profile image. You have the website. So the, so at, at both of us work in this realm of like, I'm not going to, a lot of times people are like, oh, I want you to do my logo. Okay, well, I'm not going to do just one logo. Yeah, <laughs> let's unpack that. Yeah, and, I'm going to yeah. see what you really need. Ultimately, like all my clients <laughs> will get a full like visual identity suite and get this full set of like brand set and brand guidelines and a brand style guide of when and where to use different graphics and different elements. Um, and I think that's a, a, another thing to really keep in mind especially if you're um, a new business owner and it's yeah get get one logo together um, get get something out there so people get it but people keep seeing that over and over and over again they're gonna get bored and it just becomes white noise so that's why creating an entire set and you can mm-hmm. yeah and it screams to me like this person paid somebody to, to make one logo mm-hmm. and that's their logo and that's their Instagram handle and that's the one on the website and it's not a system. Mm-hmm. I like to call like what you're saying, the variables, like a brand system. So you have one that's long that goes across the top of your website and it looks perfect up there. Or you have one that's stacked that looks mm-hmm. like perfect on your business card and you can use as your Instagram thing. You have a little like what you call a favicon, which is that teeny tiny little icon like on your little tab where you go to a website. It's called a favicon. It's 16 pixels big. So you mm-hmm. want one that can shrink down to that size. Like you want to have this system because it shows professionalism it shows like you've thought about it like i've thought about all these details all these mm-hmm. touch points like bonnie's saying mm-hmm. for you my beloved customer come mm-hmm. buy my product mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the level of effort you're willing to give them and that's usually what you get it comes return. back 100 yeah. percent. you get so, what you pay for kind of thing Totes. if somebody hires you for branding like how do they receive it do they get pdfs or because i do a lot in canva and yeah. Um, I actually got my original logo and brand, my maid of honor for my wedding. Her dad worked for Sign Art in Charlotte. Like oh, they okay. did like Bank of America. Like they're Whoa. like real big. And um, he did it for me pro bono because I'm his bonus daughter. Oh. And um, don't you love those connections? Yes. Those are the best. Yeah, so nice. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how much this would have cost. Um, but so but I have it so that I can put it. So every video we take, I put it mm-hmm. down in the corner every that way. Other people also can't mm-hmm. take our video yep. and put yeah. it on their website and be like, here's our dancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I use it as watermarks. So for both of your companies, how do you give that to people? Yeah. Let's talk file formats. All right. <laughs> let's get it. Um, so I give typically in PDF, PNG, and SVG. Mm-hmm. Is, All right, so that translates. Yes, um, okay, I'll, I'll also throw in JPEGs because people like to see them. And J- so, let's let's get to the two diff- two big file formats: is pixel based versus vector based. Um, pixels, are, let's th- those are like photographs. The bigger you make them, the blurrier they get. They're they're made up of lots of little dots, if that makes sense. Um, and JPEGs are um, pixel based so a lot of times one thing you'll see is if a if a logo or a graphic looks blurry it's because it's pixel and they've tried to size it incorrectly um and so your pixel based graphics are going to be jpegs and pngs Uh um, and then your vector based those are graphics that are created from mathematical equations so as they scale they are still clean and sharp lines and things and you're so you can have 
a couple of different vector styles. SVG is standard vector graphic. That's what it stands for. Um, and that is the best one to use for printing and signage or anything that you blow up. PDFs can be vector-based. Mm-hmm. Some of them can be pixel-based. They're, they're a little bit confusing. Um, but uh, so, yes, I give um, JPEGs, PNGs, SVGs, and PDFs. So you get an entire package. And a lot of times that can be confusing for people because yes, and, and overwhelming. Cause Lots of pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And hex codes and things yeah. like that, yeah. which I love. <laughs> what I think is so great is when you get this information, yes. you get your logo and then yes. you get all these other marks. Uh, you guys talked about them. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Alternates, brand marks, favicons, things like that. And yeah. Favicon, so, what's that? That's that that's little, little teeny little. tiny icon on your web browser. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's great, both of us have worked with um, web designers to collab with Katie. Uh, and it's nice if you do get a full like visual suite that does have those color, like your colors, your font recommendations to use, those hex codes. You can then go give those to the web developers and you can make sure that your orange is the exact orange that you're using throughout all Mm -hmm. of your platforms or whatever colors you're using Mm. um so when i was trying to set up our ticket thing and i'm like trying to i drop i'm like Uh moving the little thing on the color (laughs) thing oh we are like we are like (laughs) the worst for the podcast it is the worst like we're like here's this logo overlaid on this random color pink (laughs) and here's this random font that has nothing to do with that like we are the worst with the podcast but then i'm like a psycho with cultivate I have mm-hmm. like, but that's I'm, like your business. This mm-hmm. is like, this is our, yeah. 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 And that's, well, maybe we should take it more seriously. That, well, well, that goes, that does go back to, to like, no. start paying us people. <laughs> Just kidding. But I need to get some sponsors up in here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about that, but we're kind of like, that may take the fun out of yeah. it because yeah. it's like a no pressure situation situation mm-hmm. yeah but at the same time we do spend a lot of time yeah. and money on it but so. all of that circles back to the brand strategy we'll like yeah. <laughs> the visual identity is just one element of that the truth mm-hmm. is is that you know we wanted to come on here and talk to you guys about this because you guys have got that reputation you're you're that the your what you stand for your vision your mission your purpose you guys are executing that on such a good level that that's and like you said people know you as this mm-hmm. so the visual identity is a bonus, yeah, when you want to level up and you want to make this a seri- like, like serious thing. But again, for everybody that's out there, do what you do authentically and consistently, then you, then that's the most important thing. That's yeah. the first thing I tell people is that's the, absolutely the most important thing. Do you love what you're doing and do people feel that? And the visuals and everything come secondary. Yeah, and if you feel like your visuals aren't matching what you're doing, then it's time to maybe yeah. talk to one of us. Yeah. Well, and I think that's an interesting thing, too, because it can be so, well, two things. It's super scary going through this process because you have to put everything that is in your mind, you have to be able to articulate Mm -hmm. it. And then you're hopeful that the people on the other side then give you this visual that meets the vision in your Mm -hmm. head. Mm -hmm. And then if it kind of doesn't, you're like, oh, shit, I don't think I relayed this appropriately. And now, like, we went through a few mood boards. Yeah, sometimes that, like, 100%, sometimes that happens. I just had a client who gave me, like, all of the the elegant fancy and and then sent me inspiration that is, like, squiggles and 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 just kind of a little bit 
playful and fun. And I'm like, okay, playful and fun are, are we're not in it's your right? Yeah, what, what's so, but it was, that's why I do the mood board is mm-hmm. because then you you see, oh, okay, we're, we aren't here. We need to let you take a couple steps. I'll take a couple steps. So we get to that point. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's, that's the process. But yeah, it does take a little bit of work and don't expect to get it right the first time every time i mean sometimes we do but sometimes like do you guys include like a certain number of edits or how does that work i do two in my standard packages two rounds of revisions and hopefully (laughs) bonnie's got a hot take (laughs) hopefully by the end of that we've found something that that works what if you haven't well, then I will go into charging hourly, mm-hmm. which is fine. But I will say sometimes if if we can't get to a point within two revisions, we need to go like something's back being, to the drawing board. Yeah. And so something that I try to encourage people to think about is sometimes it's hard to separate um, your business from you. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? Especially when your business is kind of you. Right. Like in if the you're sense, a solopreneur. Like, here I am. Right. So now you I'm want putting to turn myself the, out there. Caitlin, do you want to turn the school pink? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I would freaking love to. <laughs> like get rid of this blue and green. This yeah. is stupid. <laughs> it's really hard. Like for pink, some solopreneurs <laughs> or people who are like, this is my baby. Like I have right. put my heart and my soul into this yeah. and I want it to represent me. And it's yes. like, yes, I hear what you're saying. However, it needs to represent something that's going to resonate with your ideal client. Totally. That's mm-hmm. your moneymaker. So it's easier sometimes just to be like, okay, let's detach. Like, I, I know there's a lot of feelings wrapped up in this mm-hmm. right now, but let's detach and think about what mm-hmm. Heather, I, our ideal client, wants. Because it's easier to put it on someone else and provide for them than be like, well, is this me? Like, am I a blue person? And yeah. Do I like yeah. a script font? Blah, yeah. blah, blah. And it's like, just. Let, let go, yeah. let God. <laughs> yeah. Trust your ideal clients will come to you if your business looks like this. And then hopefully when you start using it for a few months, you're like, you look at it and you're like, I can't believe I ever wanted it to be something else. Like mm-hmm. this is, and I have that with like naming businesses too. I'm like, trust me, it sounds weird right now, but like, you're going to look back and be like, it was never supposed to be anything other than exactly so what is. So is that part of your process sometimes? I love, yeah, I love to name businesses. Yeah. And is that, does somebody come to you and say like, hey, here's what I think I kind of want it to be? Or are they like, here's the name of my business? And you're like, well, have you thought about? <laughs> sometimes. Okay. <laughs> so like, for example, for me, um, I worked with, they used to be called Thoughtfully Rustic. Now they're called Thoughtfully Yours. Um, oh, uh-huh. So they started off and they were like, Rustic was cool when we started it, but now Rustic is giving, you know, farmhouse, it's mm-hmm. giving Joanna Gaines, like it, you know, Barnwood style. And that's not really what we do. We're a stationary and, you know, handcrafted gifts company. We don't really want to be associated with Rustic. So it, sometimes it's just as easy as that, where like I can, because I'm not so close to the business, I can step mm-hmm. back and be like, you should call it this. And they're like, oh yeah, perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sometimes it is like, I have a new business. I'm starting from scratch. What the heck do I name it? And it's not easy to like uh-uh. change your name either. Mm-hmm. It's like no. our original studio name was Carolina Performing Arts Studio because I had the vision of, yes, I want to start this one, but I want to be able, you know, at that point we were like, maybe we'll move back home when we retire since so change that. And I wanted to be able to take it with me and like open other locations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but then somebody else in our area was doing business as something similar. And then we were getting confused and then people were showing up to the wrong place mm-hmm. and they were getting frustrated. And so I was like, there's your trust element, right? Mm-hmm. They were like, so from their first class with us, they were frustrated, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't my fault that somebody else called their business that, even though I own the name, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so we had to like totally change the name, um, both places two years ago and literally 10 minutes after I sent a mass email to everyone telling them the name change, I found out the other place was closing and I was like, yeah, I was going to say they've since closed. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not a big deal. I still feel like our, our like new name embraces. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the idea of what we want to offer and how we want people to feel like you're coming back for more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. Well, and it's just shorter and like to the point, you know what I mean? As opposed to, probably using an abbreviation. Yes. Mm-hmm. CPAS. Yeah. Well, and you know, signs are really expensive and they <laughs> charge you per letter. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like if you, so on certain buildings, the landlords require certain types of signs. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you have to get a illuminated individual sign mm-hmm. rather than like a flat sign, mm-hmm. yeah. you pay per, per letter, letter mm-hmm. that they make. So even though I took that down, I still have it. I'm like, this thing cost me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I've got this Nostalgia. giant big. Hang it on your house during Christmas. Dirty, <laughs> ugly sign that says Carolina. I just like took down the Carolina and yeah. put up the Encore. So yeah, that's a. That is wow. something to think about mm-hmm. when you are. Yeah, it is. Branding yeah. your business, the name, like how it oh, rolls yeah. off people's tongues and what does it remind you of? And how long the URL is going to be, what oh, yeah. your email is going to <sighs> if be. Your I wish someone would have told yes. me that. Yes. Yeah. Do you guys, and you guys give people, that's why I was asking how it kind of blurs with like the business consultant. Yeah. Usually thing. those, those little flags will come up, um, in the questionnaire stage and in that strategy stage. And a lot of times, um, you're speaking of like what happens if they get set. like, so I, I work a little bit differently because um, I I'm still a marketing director, and so this is my passion project. So I I really the the projects that I take on like I really love and I'm really excited about. So I don't have as many restrictions as I would if this was my only business. Um, but the uh, I don't usually what I do is I actually my the package that sells the most I actually offer three different design directions based off of the mood board and usually there's like package one and all the different variants and alternates and things that go in it option number two and three and usually what people are like oh I love option number one but I really like what you did here and number Mm -hmm. three can we piecemeal like and that's how we kind of come up with the final identity the times that I've had people um not like or the times when it's usually when there's a conflict and it's usually multiple owners and one person has one vision and one person has another and that's when you have to go back to that brand strategy and, and exactly yep. think think about are you... Think about your ideal client. Yeah, like think, this isn't about you yes, and what you want. Yes. Um, and then I have just, <laughs> just to touch on that... <laughs> Yeah, it's not real. Are you sure? Well, well, but see, actually, I was going to say there are scenarios in which, yes, you want to you want to separate your business and yourself, and you want your business to have its own personality, its own feeling, and you want to be different. But there are those situations uh, that you are promoting yourself and your services, and you do have to brand. Yeah, yeah, you do have to brand yourself, Um, and those are the ones too where like. 
I've had recently a client that um, uh, will be launching soon. She did the opposite where she went like super, super corporate with the name and uh, just it, what didn't feel like her at all. I'm like, this isn't you. This And, and she actually was getting upset with the business or like just not feeling it. And it was because she had gotten the advice to separate herself. And, and ultimately it comes back to like your business plan, your business strategy. What makes you, why are you doing this? Why mm-hmm. do you, and, and if you lose that, um, beyond just the money, like a lot of times then you can just, you, it just feels like it falls flat. So I have had situations where I'm like, look, this doesn't feel like you. Let's do something yeah. that feels like you and that you're going to be happy and own it. And when they call you, you pick up the phone and you use this name because it represents you and what your goals and your businesses re- really are. So yeah. it all depends on the person. And, mm-hmm. and the part type. therapist as yeah. well. I was going to say, <laughs> you have to really get yeah. to know people mm-hmm. and almost do like a deep dive into like, why you know yeah. why are you starting this business? What does it mean to you? And hear the inflection in their voice yeah, and the, have to learn their, their facial expressions. Yeah. And I think when we finally mm-hmm. met at Agora, mm-hmm. shocking, <laughs> uh, I said something like, "I want this to feel like Audrey Hepburn meets Elle Woods." <laughs> and that's when it clicked. and you literally but were that like, makes so Stop. much sense yes. for a visual from a visual yes. standpoint. Like, ha ah, hello, yeah, yes. yeah, like it's yeah. it's fun, it's feminine, yep. um, but it's also like elegant and mm-hmm. elevated mm-hmm. you know i'm working with this with this client right now and ours is drunk ralph lauren christmas party oh <laughs> that is the vibe she said that to me okay. i didn't even say i was like okay so like nancy myers quirky classic she's like drunk ralph lauren at the christmas party and i was like amen yes. i've yeah. got Easy. it and like can't you just see it mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so uh, funny. I'll show you when it comes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're gonna have to, yeah, yeah. put Just that the in process. the caption. Just the mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. Like, <laughs> like I feel like a lot of times, like I only speak English, but I actually speak a ton of different languages mm-hmm. because you have to be able to interpret what people are saying and how they are saying it. So listening and then understanding and then giving it back out to them is is kind of the key. It's. Uh, Oh, we're opening a tea room like <laughs> mm-hmm. upstairs yes. and encore and I actually reached out to Bonnie about the branding stuff and I was like okay tell me about all this and we have an artist that works at our studios teaching advanced art class and we went upstairs and she's because we want like a photo op wall and she's gonna paint um a mural oh, yes. on it with the logo and I pulled up the logo that I made on Canva and I was like looking at it and I'm like it's called dogwood tea room and then I was looking and I was like this looks like the dollywood font yeah like oh because the the mm-hmm. word is so similar and I'm like uh, oh yeah oh. I could see that now that you said that I didn't think of that before but but it hit me maybe subconsciously night, and I was like <laughs> maybe I should change that but mm. it's they're it's, like uh-huh yeah send it like, over yes, you should. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it's one of those things where I'm like okay this is not making any money yet yeah <laughs> and oh, yeah. um the upstairs of our building has no AC mm. which is why I'm starting it now yeah mm. good point so that we can start getting income so I can mm. install HVAC mm-hmm. up there so it's like if I I'm not going to put out a ton of money on this thing yet mm-hmm. until I get some income. Mm-hmm. I soft announced it and already have like a line of people that want to book it. Mm-hmm. That's great. So 
then I can get it booked and then I can brand it. But I'm like, oh, if she's going to paint this on the wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So hold off on that. Uh, yeah. There, maybe I'll just let her do the tree. There, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, and, and that's the other thing, too, is like one of the main reasons why I started this business was having lived in the community and driving around. I'm like, oh, I, they need this oh my or gosh. they need this. The biggest yes. the biggest thing is, is I want to help people. Um, and so I there are often people who will come to me and it's like, I want to do branding. I love your stuff. I want to do branding, but I, I, there's for one reason or another, either I can't get them on the schedule until like if they have a deadline, they need something quicker or they, um, you know, they don't have the budget or this or that. There are things that you can do. Um, like I will do like an hourly rate and do like a very small, simple typographic little like Kickstarter is what I call it. Okay. Here's a Kickstarter. It's something that like, it's going to be clean. It's not going to be what you don't want to do. If you are starting a brand and you're going to DIY it yourself is you don't want to like commit to a style or a, uh, an aesthetic that is really, really strong. And then a year in switch to something completely different. So usually what I, my recommendation is to be simple to be clean. And so that is a service offering of like, okay, I just want something. I just want, I, and I want color because you can DIY your websites now. I mean, I'm not saying I recommend that, but you can. Um, and so if, she's the boss, <laughs> but it's one of those. Yeah. <laughs> don't look at it. That is not yes. a personal <laughs> yes. thing. Yeah. Gosh. But you know, something that's just clean and simple to get you going that, right. you know, and a lot of people need that kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. I, I, Again, I'm I'm the nine. I'm the peacemaker. I want everybody to be happy. So I I have a hard time. Like, I I'm see. I, I have no problem. Being like, <laughs> I'm not. That, I'm not your that, person. Yeah. For that. See, I and I. I am not your girl. Yeah. I, I have. I'm getting there. Where I'm yeah. like, okay, you need to you need to check out someone else. But I definitely like <laughs> just swapping back and forth. <laughs> oh, like, we, well, that yeah. happens. Like, yeah. If somebody's not right for me, or oh, if, yeah. like she's. Last week, yeah. she was like, I'm swamped. How are yeah. you? And I was yeah. like, I have time. And she was like, okay, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. But then yep. it'll flip. Like, my busy time comes later. Yep. And I'm like, hey, I have somebody who needs mm-hmm. this timeline. Like, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. So we definitely refer oh, yeah. back and forth a lot. Oh, yeah. And some people just vibe like it's it's you you figure out what your what your goal is, what your purpose is. And you, you get I mean, and like we're just we're each other's hype girls and supporters like anything that she comes out with i'm like over the moon about and it's the same back and forth so and with some of the other designers out there like too i just i think it's everything it's just nice to see all of these different opportunities that are coming up and there are even larger like marketing firms that some businesses around here opening can go to um but your guys is i feel like your listeners for the most part are those people who are starting out really like Mm -hmm. personal businesses who definitely don't have the budget to go into an all-in you know those then check us out totally can we circle back to the brand kind of recognition continuity just a few Mm -hmm. things you can do to to keep that i'm guessing brand recognition yeah no, yeah. If you're just starting out and you want to maintain consistency across your platforms, is that kind of what you're mm-hmm. asking? Go simple. Develop a color palette and stick mm-hmm. to it. Even if it's black and white. Mm-hmm. Fine. Better than nothing, mm-hmm. you know? And, and keep the same black and white, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm, that sounds If you dumb. can, yeah. But like, if you have certain, if you use pink, it's like, no, that certain Hot color pink. pink. Mm-hmm. Fuchsia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's a website that's really great. We were talking about it with Coolers. Lindsay from Break a Leg. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's called Coolers, C-O-O-L-O-R-S. Colors with two O's. 
three O's actually. And um, you can build a color palette on it. Hmm. it. Literally, you just hit the space bar and different color palettes comes up. It's like cocaine for my design brain. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. AI. It, it, yes, mm-hmm. it's wonderful. And so then <laughs> when you f- nail down something you like, literally just screenshot it and it tells you the hex codes, your RBG, your all the different color codes that you could mm-hmm. need. And just stick to that. You know, put it in a folder on your, des- on your desktop and be like, these are my brand mm-hmm. colors for the time being. Pick a font. If it's if you only use Times New Roman on everything, stick with that. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. If it's Comic Sans, don't it can't be Comic Sans. It can be. <laughs> no, it can't be Comic Sans. Comic Sans is no. It could. <laughs> What's your beef? Okay, uh, it's so ugly. Uh, <laughs> but you're like it can be. No, okay. if, they, if they, you're if a skate park, there maybe. <laughs> No, I'm trying to there's, be inclusive. There's <laughs> trying to be inclusive with type. I don't think fonts have feelings. <laughs> no, they're, they're, I mean to you, but they their do. owners they do. Their yeah. owners have feelings. There, yeah. there are a couple of they're fonts that are out there that should not be out there. Um, right and Comic yeah. Sans, bleeding cowboys. Uh, there's some fonts. There, there's one that we're not mm, saying because look. it's been used, and uh, so we're not saying it. But um, uh, oh. if you know who you are, then you know. But um, it's fine. I want to know. We'll tell, tell you after. We'll tell you after. <laughs> okay. I'll pull so it up our com- after recording conversation. Uh-huh. Comic Sans can be used in a kindergarten, elementary school exactly. setting. Well, so I just learned this about Comic Sans. It it was developed for people who are dyslexic. Well, because it's easier to read. Oh, because yeah. it the mimics a. handwriting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes. you know, not to make you feel bad, but no, I, I don't. I, <laughs> Still no, I don't. do think it gives it gives uh, like it kind of immature vibes. Yes, yeah. So if it, you're writing exactly. an email in Comic Sans yeah. and you want to be taken seriously, yeah. I would right. change yeah. the font. Yeah, right. Um, right. And if you're a restaurant, stay away from it. Like that, that should not no. be a part of your menu. That shouldn't be anything like that. Um, so yeah, there are there are fonts that are specific personalities, but that actually gets into a little bit of the typographic. Everything that we do is custom. Um, so there's the, it may be inspired off of a typography set, but we're going to tweak it and make it your own. And so that means that it can't, it can't be copied. And a lot of times people will be like, oh, well, what font did you use for my, well, it's not well, technically, I made it. <laughs> yeah, it's not technically a font. This is like, is custom typography, which is another way that just elevates you. But then we do recommended font um, pairings of like, this would go with it well with your website or things like that. Yep. Um, so, well, then you can, like I was able to download the specific font for cultivate. Yeah. Yep. Um, it, di- it, but it doesn't and come like you can't just use it. It's on not like, just on your back. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's the other thing is that like the, the font resources that we have, um, or that we know of because we've, we're trained in this, it's going to be probably different than what the average person uses, especially if you're on a PC versus a Mac or any of those yeah. kind of mm-hmm. things. So yeah, you're, you, if you are, t- if your business is mainly typing out emails or sending proposals made out of word or, you know, yeah, you're going to have a certain set or, and then if you're a little bit more of a visual creative businesses, you're going to have something else. So you'll recommend like similar fonts that mm-hmm. we should use that you can find anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Google fonts now is a great thing. God bless Google yes. fonts. Yeah. Love that mm. place. 
Um, Things have changed so much just in the I'm last like, I don't even know what that years. is. I know you're I saying that. Say, like, oh. Julia, you should talk a little bit about like the like Canva versus Canva Pro. Um, I uh, like because again, Canva being a resource, it, like there are ways to manage your brand within mm-hmm. Canva, mm-hmm. and that's what I, I love, love so much. Pro. When you yes. get all the data from you guys, it's yes. like I can import my whole brand into there with the font, with the mm-hmm. colors, and then I can do whatever thing I need to do in there. And be consistent. Yeah, right. that's yes. why I was asking about the formats it comes in. Yeah. Like, so yes. then you can put it on everything. Mm-hmm. Correct. It used to be if you made your logo in Canva, you could only get it in a pixel mm-hmm. file. But I think now they'll give it to you in a vector file, which is... You can yeah. because people will send my husband stuff for his laser engraving as like a JPEG mm-hmm. or PNG and he has to put it in Canva oh, okay. and then convert it to a SVG mm-hmm. to engrave it on mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I'll do that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I recommend Canva Pro to almost all of my clients just because it does make it yeah, so idiot proof. It's so easy. Um, and then, yeah, sometimes if, I find a font that isn't available on Google fonts. I will have people even buy a specific font and be Mm -hmm. like, this is your font. Use this from now on. Um, And a lot of times that'll be like something that's more ownable. And that's what I try to preach to people who are trying to level up and, you know, maybe establish trademarks for their logos or something like that. You have to have something that's super unique and ownable. Otherwise, you can't trademark it. And that's not good. And anybody could mimic you and just show up and have your exact same logo and act like you and there's nothing you can do. Um, but yeah, so that's a part of it too, is like if you find a font that you like from a specific type foundry, honoring that type foundry and honoring that creator and paying them what they're worth to design those fonts for you is a cool thing to do and important too. Mm-hmm. What's so. the length of time that it takes for the person that's clear about their expectations of hiring you to getting all the things that they need? It depends. I would say average a month and a half, two months for me. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I would say a month. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. usually like for, for me, it's it, the strategy, uh, and the mood board kind of tend to take a week and a half to two mm-hmm. weeks. And then once I start the design phase, I give myself a couple of weeks. Um, so usually about a month. Okay. Yeah. And that's if, like you're saying, one of the things I have baked into my proposals on my contracts now is timeline impacts um, how quickly I get feedback back from you. Because like if you, I don't hear from you for a, for a week and then you're like, well, you I know, need it now. why is it taking so long? And I'm yeah. like, well, I haven't heard from you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I can't do anything until you tell me what to do next. Right. So, yeah, that's something to keep in mind, too. It's just, you know, you don't have to give feedback the same day, but, you know, just don't sit on it forever mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah do you guys ever have people that you work with and you're like yep this is just not gonna work for us there's no way that I'm going to <laughs> I've only had one yeah same one. I've only had one and it sucks mm-hmm. it's really a bummer but it is what it is and sometimes like people come to brand designers when that's not the problem or they're just not gonna be happy with anything because like if, I don't know, for one reason or another, that's kind of what my story was. It was like, they, I'm like, you're just not going to like anything. I think some people too, it's a, a mindset when starting a business, they're like trying to convince themselves or maybe it's the yeah. imposter syndrome that they're like, 
not actually ready. Like they really want to, but they're not actually ready. So then with something like you guys create, they can't commit to the brand because that actually legitimizes them. And it's like their own fears. You can't see it. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like the people again, just goes back to that strategy of like, like you putting down your vision, your mission, your purpose, and talking about those things first. Once you, when you have those set, it really does like catapult everything else and Mm -hmm. it makes those decision making cross points like a lot easier Easier. to do totally Mm -hmm. yeah your vision's in line yeah it's like terrifying and super exciting because Mm -hmm. once you have that visual Mm -hmm. now you feel legitimized Mm -hmm. you're like okay now I am a business. Now you got to do something mm-hmm. about right? it. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's it's- my favorite thing. And I, there's, I've, so actually Julie and I can talk about this because we walk around town and we're like, oh, did you see this? Or like, does, there have been a few where I've reached out to people and I've said, look, I love your business. I love what you stand for. I love, and, but your visuals. <laughs> Thinking of somebody right now, but Julia. your visuals Sweating do, bullets right now. Yeah, your visuals yep. do not match what, where I think you want to be. And and I've kind of like pitched to them like, hey, this is what I, I could do and this is what. And I've been lucky that that has gone really well for the people that I've worked with. And just like I just sent a final package off um, and just the – the outpouring of like Yay. thank you and mm-hmm. they like because I had no idea where to begin or what to do and now you've taken this that was a side project for me and now this is like I'm fully committed oh. this is going to be my so that those stories are the ones that drive me oh. and that like that's I'm amazing scared. I'm so scared to do that Why? because I see some people's businesses and I'm like hey so I have this question oh you're scared to pitch I to see. pitch yeah. I'm like yeah. scared of what, what do you yeah. because I don't well, want them to get it doesn't, it, go, it doesn't go that sure. way all the time I'm like I don't want them to get offended but I yeah. like reached out to a local business and I was like I'm hey sorry. where you can I this I'm sorry I know <laughs> and I'm just like can I help you? Mm-hmm. Like, this is not how you should be running your business. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm like scared I'm going to offend them that. And sometimes people do get offended because sometimes they do have their cousin or their daughter's oh, my sister. Cousin made this yeah. And, he's and a you don't like designer. this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do they have Southern accents? <laughs> <laughs> Here they do. In okay. Seattle, the voice in my yeah. head does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So That's you're brave is. to do that because there's quite a few businesses that I'm like, I really need to help but you. But there, and yeah, there's some people are going to take it and do it well, and those are the ones that drive me to do it again. And then yeah. there's the ones that don't, yeah. and it happens. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and it's not personal. Like I'm not saying I hate your family. Like mm-hmm. it's not. You just need to do some things differently, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah. well, that's when you know your business is so your identity is so wrapped, wrapped up, up in your business exactly right mm-hmm. and you do take it personally yeah literally this morning before you guys got here I was scrolling through Instagram uh and this quote was like you know the best thing that we can do for ourselves is to stop taking everything so personally mm-hmm. and I was like yes I completely agree with that but also there are times that you should take shit personally mm-hmm. like if there's a behavior that you have that is negatively affecting your life take that shit personally yeah. and do something about it <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. yeah. but in general, like, no, you don't have to be so attached to everything that you do or believe. Like you can detach the person from the things that they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to tell people, cause I want to help them. Like I want to see their business succeed, but I'm like, if you don't have a website, like what are we doing? Can I keep putting, 
<laughs> have I nailed this I in know. enough? <laughs> yes, it's just been my most Sarah's recent frustration because been. I do everything so late at night and I'm like, I don't have time to sit here and scroll all your social media posts that maybe you posted this information I need a year mm-hmm. ago, but it's mm-hmm. the basic simple info that I need mm-hmm. from your business. So... But I and I just want to tell them directly, but I'm like, I don't want them to get offended. Then mm-hmm. I think if they're a business owner, business owner worth their, I don't know. I I would want to know that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would especially want to know if someone's having a negative experience with me that I can easily fix. Come on, right? Bring me that data or just a little, yeah, like a little tidbit like that. Like even if they pinned their pricing sheet to their top three in their Instagram or something, sure, right. you know, like a little tweak that would just make it or like how to order or what we offer. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause yes, it's very confusing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then I do um, realize I find myself doing this instead of just being somewhere and enjoying the experience of being there. I'm like, okay, see how this is running. There's no system for this. And what should be Welcome to our life. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yes. Exact same thing where you like can't turn it off. Can't sit down in a restaurant. Yeah. We were at Red's Corner. Looking at the menu. uh, With some friends that came into town. I, I, when we were at Fort Rucker, which is now something else, but uh, like 10 years ago four of us made amazing friends and we still talk all the time. And two of them came in from out of town. So I'm like showing off our whole town to them Mm -hmm. and they've listened to the podcast. Right. And we're sitting at red's corner and I saw something and I was like saying the little tweaks that I would make. And both of them are like, Oh, like we're not even thinking of anything (laughs) like that. That is like the last thing we would be thinking about. We're like, Oh, that's really cute. The way that they blah, 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 you know? And I'm here like picking it apart. I'm always like mm. figuring out how I could fix all the problems. Yes, I'm like, to make it if better. If you do it this way, it would go so much better. But also, I'm kind of like, also, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you don't know everything yes. about everything. <laughs> yeah. And just be quiet and yeah. enjoy the experience. Yeah. You I know? know? It's like us people are like, are you going to see this show? I'm like, no. No, I can't. It's work. No, yeah. I can't. Because I can't just sit there. I'm like, why did they do the lighting that way? Yeah. Why did they do it this way? I know. Why did they Why did they leave that side and come I on think this that's way? just a creative trait I think Mm -hmm. that's a trait of creatives that it's like you're always going to look at like okay what would I do differently and to be honest it's nice like that mentality is in in my career has is why I'm here and a lot of people I graduated with who are you went the fine art route and are artists and their their create like their creativity is themselves their original so they would take feedback from a client and be like, well, you don't know what you're doing. So the, yeah. mm-hmm. for me, I'm designing for you. I'm designing for the, for the person. So I, I hear like I can tweak and do what, what it is that you need versus, but in all honesty, in today's like society, we look like, is, is there original creative thought out there anymore? Like it, it's, it's, it's you, I take inspiration from everything. If I, especially with magazine layouts, like if I see something if I see a poster design or I see some typography that I like, I'm going to, oh, okay, how would that work in yeah. this format? So there's... Everything's a remix yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. So I, that's that's me whenever I'm on like vacation and I'm going to new places and I'm like, oh, okay. Just like, like, I like yeah. that menus, you're yeah. like analyzing the font. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Turn it off. Yeah. Turn it off. <laughs> yeah, just have fun, right? And that's, just be in the moment. Yeah. The worst is the worst is it. so my do- like my daughter is at Stars and she lo- she will spend all day coloring and everything and I think everything she does is perfect, right? I yes. think it's great. It's fantastic, but I'm still like 
oh, are you sure you don't want to color in that one piece yes. that you missed? Like, and I'm, <laughs> I don't say it because I know better right. as a mom, but yeah. in my head, I'm like, okay, when she goes to sleep, can I sleep? <laughs> yeah, just to <laughs> make it more visually appealing. Yeah. yeah. Like the balancing of it. It's hilarious. Yeah. And it's probably like perfectly depicting her brain yeah. and what she's like, trying to do. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful and it's perfect the way that it is. But yeah, that's my brain as I'm But think like, about your ideal customer, honey. Who are you who are you speaking to in this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so funny. Okay, well, tell everybody unless do you have any more questions? I don't think so. Do you guys have anything else that you want to share? Um words of advice uh i mean it, I, this can feel like a domino like it feels like you have to do one thing you have to do the identity you have to do the website you have to do brand photography that's something mm. we really didn't talk about mm-hmm. um and it can Maybe feel like that, that. <laughs> i mean there's so many amazing resources for things um and there's also a way to diy everything so a sense of overwhelmment or like if you're listening to this and that's kind of what you feel like Take the baby steps. Ask the questions. There are people around here who can support and help your business grow. I think that's one of the things that I would just want to get out there. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys don't you don't do the brain photography. We'll touch on it super fast. Mm-hmm. But yes, you have people that you work with and recommend. I've art directed yeah. definitely brand photo shoots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think no matter who you use, use somebody that you like the style of their photography and mm-hmm. the, the editing style matches what you're going for. Um, obviously, we can recommend like our favorites, mm-hmm. but it really comes down to like who's going to photography so hard. It's who mm-hmm. you feel comfortable around. Yeah. You can get the shot mm-hmm. in front of. Mm-hmm. But it's really, really, really important to have good photography because if you don't, then your socials are going to look weird. Your website's going to look weird. Mm-hmm. Like just, I mm-hmm. think it's very important to invest in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. so what happens on that? <laughs> if you get brand photography and then, you know, you're a year in and you're like, this actually isn't really my, the oh, way yeah. that I want the whole vibe to be it happens yeah. i yeah. mean i have one client who says that she does brand photo like four branch photo shoots a year uh, yeah i do one um, year and, and it I, just kind of re like you rebrand the photo part of it yeah uh, i mean and uh, as everything everything can grow everything can ch- if your business is is like if just like that if you have the we talked about if you have a three-year plan if you have a five-year plan a lot of times businesses are growing looking at the next thing and looking how and your that isn't your business isn't just changing your brand is changing as well too and so there are times where um, I've had people come back to me and say like I loved what you did the first time but you know we're we're we've added this or we've changed this so let's let's go back to the brand strategy is our target demographic the same are things this are the same or are they changing and you can you can modify and grow and change um, your brand with your business um, yeah. and then photography it's Again, uh, there's, yeah, if you can invest in brand photography, especially when it gets to the point where you do have to design a website um, and social media, it is fantastic. And if when you find the person that you like working with and if you can't invest in some presets, invest in yeah. some, um, decide what your color scheme Get is Get a filter be. that you yeah. use on every single People, picture. Exactly. People don't actually understand that f- the colors within your photos and your photography on uh impact your brand and so if you are inconsistent and you have these like really heavy shadows and uh, this dark moody image and then next to these light bright ones it just doesn't doesn't really work so there are ways to keep it consistent still being DIY so there's always that opportunity but 
just like your brand and the visual identity package and your logos, it, it, they, when you're ready to level up, oh my God, we could, we could spend a whole hour just talking about the photographers around here. Well, even the words, so good. Yeah. yeah. And the wording that you use on your post and things. So my manager takes a lot of the footage or whatever that we're going to put on there, but she'll like <laughs> the footage or whatever. I don't, even know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, care about whatever. that shit. Yeah. Um, so, but she'll send me the wording first and she's like, put this in your voice Yep. Mm-hmm. because one of the things of our brand and that I love like seeing reviews and stuff is like, they're so real, but like they care, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're perfect. No, they like they're real, but they're professional. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important for people to see the human side of us mm-hmm. and see our personalities and who we are because they're like sending their children to us yeah so she'll like type out what she's trying to say and she'll be like can you reword this Mm -hmm. like in your voice and like I'll put little jokes a tiny bit of sarcasm so they know like you know I'm gonna be fun loving about it um you know who's good about that in this area where you're like there is no question about their uh, mockingbird Oh, yeah. oh my oh, yeah. gosh! Like, well, yeah. she's like a whole personality. Yeah, yeah. Like her brand, you're <laughs> like, gotta get her you're, this is uh, gonna be to. Sar- <laughs> like it's sarcastic, it's mm-hmm. snarky, and I'm like, this woman can get away with saying whatever mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. wants. I wish mm-hmm. I could do that. Mm-hmm. Her tone um, of voice is fantastic. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. But that's like one of those like she has branded herself even with it's not just the the visual well, thing. She won best it, in the pines for best socials, did, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 It's She's like awesome. you have no question about the kinds of things you're gonna see when you go in her store. <laughs> yeah. And you like <laughs> go on her post. But yeah, it's how you word the things too. So not just mm-hmm. the visual mm-hmm. but the wording and mm-hmm. how you communicate, definitely. Yeah. I have to retweak that because I'm like Nope. Da, 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 da. Very mm-hmm. clear answer to the questions of. Oh, sorry. Hi. I hope you're having a wonderful evening. Hello. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> to go back and add that little stuff. Sprinkle in the exclamation mm-hmm. points. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but when you are clear on that, because I just went through this whole process of having to, um, I delegated out our social media for the school and had to like go back to it and be like, wow, I did a real shit job of, uh, <laughs> of explaining mm-hmm. like our brand voice and the music that we want to use and how we, uh, visually, um, portray everything here in like slow movements, fading, you know, all of this stuff rather than it being like clip, 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 you know? Um, so I had to like go back to the drawing board and be like, okay, here is kind of like our voice and our, Mm -hmm. the words that we use to describe Mm ourselves. And now I relate it to somebody who took over our social media. And now I'm like, Oh, this is Easy. beautiful. Yeah. This is exactly what I was talking about. But yeah. it took me kind of like blah, telling them and then having to reel it back in and delegate it to somebody else and like go back to the drawing board and be like, no, really, how do we do this? Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. that's the art direction. Those are the top three things, what we stand for, how we communicate our messaging, our tone of voice and what your products and services look like, your visual identity. Those top three things. If you can yep. hone in on that, you've got the right direction for a good brand. Mm hmm. Hmm. all right go forth and conquer yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just take one piece of something yeah. today you don't have to conquer the whole world yeah mm-hmm. i'm setting up photos i'm gonna do, <laughs> right. I'm gonna go. do my website i'm gonna change my wording she's the boss <laughs> yeah she's the boss. she's the boss we created that logo in uh, i don't even know an hour we decided on one. We were like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just do that. Just yeah. throw that up yeah. there. Mm-hmm. We're starting a podcast. Yeah. yeah. We just, just do like it. shared it and like kept moving some stuff and like. Literally an okay. hour though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. 
Stop. So don't do yeah. that. Don't look, on your, don't look down on yourself. That's okay. That's our logo thing. sucks, but our podcast oh, is great. <laughs> our podcast is amazing. <laughs> no, no. We'll chat. We'll chat. Yeah. No, but we have the neon sign. It's See, I'm like, beautiful. we do have the neon sign, but that yeah. is not the same font. The same font <laughs> at all. We could amend the logo to match that font. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. this screams know. she's the boss way more than your Instagram avatar does to me. Oh, okay. TBH. So can you just take Great. a picture of that? Sure. And make that, that? <laughs> is that allowed? Because that's course. what I would do. Because <laughs> that's what I would do. I also don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Okay, great. So we're our DMs are always open. Rebranding coming soon. If you need help. (laughs) Yes. So tell us where we can find you guys, Instagram handles, all that. Um, at Second Pine Design for me, Bonnie Dinkovich. See, this is what's so hard for me is I want to tell people like, oh, go follow them on Instagram. And then I'm like, shit, what's their Instagram handle? Mm-hmm. So like that too to me has to be like it has to be simple and quick and yeah. Yeah. A lot of the underscore underscore ones are tougher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I had to put in underscores in mine. Right, because somebody had already. Yeah, well, and it's fall you. line, so it's three L's in a row. Oh, right, oh, yeah. so we don't want to be like, how many hard. L's are there? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's fall underscore line underscore creative. But if you type in fall line creative, it comes right up. Mm-hmm. I'm the first one. There, so that's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. And coming up, let's talk. Yeah, yeah we'll link We're going to put together a little, like, design council. You can find us at, at like different bars or restaurants and we're, we'll just we'll just open it up and anybody who wants to come talk oh fine talk yeah. type with us is this a thing that. that you guys are going to do oh it's, it's in the works it's, it's just a baby brainstorming kind of thing yeah Ooh, she's the boss social mm-hmm. uh march mm-hmm. i don't yeah. know Wait, let's march talk first is- <laughs> i'm sorry april <laughs> april april march 1st is business foundations mm. yes. back that's to good. the basics that sounds like yes. building a business yes. plan and taking it to your brand designer that's good i don't that, know on the follow-on of business <laughs> yeah. foundations is branding. like branding branding 101 <gasps> hey. great 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 <laughs> all right okay. yeah coming april yeah <laughs> thank you guys so much for coming yes. this is so fun thank, thank you guys. Guys. bye, bye. <laughs>